On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Tanner Charlesworth from Rustica. What an awesome conversation that I had with him. Now imagine selling doors, like massive doors that are quite unique, to be honest. But imagine selling them direct to consumer. If you can sell doors direct to consumer, you can sell anything. I mean, I'm thinking of Peloton as well, right? These big items that take a lot of money to ship and are huge purchases for people. It was a really interesting conversation, how the customer journey for them is a little bit longer and you need more touch points, especially with a bigger purchase like that. So I hope that you guys really enjoy this one. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash slc so you can stop having sales the bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially before we begin i just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor gorgeous look if you're looking to scale and improve your customer service without scaling your headcount i highly recommend gorgeous Gorgeous is the number one help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce stores. It combines all of your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your support team tons of hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. With Gorgeous, you can easily use machine learning to automate responses to your most frequently asked questions. And if you're on Shopify, you can edit, return, refund, or create an order right through Gorgeous. This frees up time so your support team can focus on complex questions. Brands like Olipop, Deathwish Coffee and Steve Madden have reduced their response times and increased efficiencies. And I just want to say that we use them at every single one of our brands and it saves us tens, if not hundreds of hours a month. So book a demo at gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S today. And mention the Secrets to Scaling podcast for two free months. Now on to today's episode. Today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by Mindful Marketing. At Mindful Marketing, they use ads to get you off using ads. Most e-commerce brands rely heavily on Facebook and Google ads for the majority of their revenue. At Mindful Marketing, they use paid ads to build you a community of loyal and repeat customers that will exist long after Facebook and Google do. Learn more at mindfulmarketing.co. Now on to today's episode, I have Tanner Charlesworth from Rustica. Tanner, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I feel like after I do these ad reads, I'm like, I get all tongue-tied and everything, <laughs> and it's very difficult for me. So, uh, Tanner, it's so nice to have you on here. Uh, for people who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? 
Yeah, so I'm here at a company called Rustica where we make custom doors to order. But you, the whole process is done online. 90 something percent of our customers are through our website to get these awesome, what we call functional art doors. And here I lead all the marketing from mostly digital. We're really heavy on that side, but we do you know TV commercials. We've done a TV special. So really anything to do with marketing the brand, uh, that's what I've been in charge of here the last two years. Wow. So selling like high-end art style doors through e-com. If you could do that, you can sell anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always, I always joke with the owner. I'm like, why can't we just sell t-shirts or something? Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Sell something easy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even just to get a picture, we have to build a door and install it. It's not like, Hey, let's just throw this on somebody and take a picture. It's everything is like this huge process here, even to just get a picture of a new product that we we've created it. So it's been like, I always say, I'm like, well, we, I know we can, we can sell a lot of things because we can sell these like doors that are up to $6,000 right? And so it's like, wow. it, it's been an, an awesome ride. <laughs> That's great. So pre-COVID, were you guys selling in, in showrooms or is this something like, is this the model that you guys have had for a long time? Yeah. So the only showrooms we're in are people that are a part of our trade program. It's not something we focus on at all. We've, we put all of our marketing dollars attention to marketing the brand through social and through digital ads. And then we, we have one local showroom here that's ours. That's, okay. So it, it's really close to our factory. It's a mile away. That's, you know, local, it's kind of a destination spot. We do have a few people flying from New York and California to check it out, but a little 90% of our revenue or more comes from the website. So it's people that are, they're adding their sizes, customizing, picking these colors, and they've, they've found us through either an ad online or, you know, through our social media, we have a, a decent following there and, and do a lot of collaborations and stuff. So what does decent mean to you? Like, so our, when I started here two years ago, our Instagram following was around 20,000 and we're over 50,000 now. So we've been oh, able okay. to grow awesome. that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been in the last 18 months, it's like doubled. So it's interesting to look at at certain businesses. Like when you talk about like a, a social following, right? You'll look at a business and you'll be like, wow, they have like 200,000 followers. And and so for us, we're in like big time acquisition mode right now. So I'm doing this mm -hmm. all the time, right? Looking at the outside and thinking mm -hmm. like, okay, they have like, you know, 280,000 Instagram followers. And yet it's like a million in revenue. I'm like, mm -hmm. it just doesn't always translate, you yep. know? Absolutely. <laughs> so I'd like to talk about a, a couple things here. One interesting one is collaborations. Mm -hmm. So you guys have had a collaboration with Thread Wallets. Yeah. So that is anybody, any company can customize wallets with them. They just happen to be a local company. Yeah. But one of the yeah, things yeah. That, that we've done is we like to do giveaways with. So a big thing that really I've, I've spent a lot of time focusing on was was increasing our average order value because okay. our customers, you only buy like, I mean, how often are you buying a door, right? Like when you're remodeling. <laughs> I haven't bought any of this. I'm actually buying one. I actually <laughs> need to, you just reminded me I need to buy there a new go. front door for my wife. I promised her a new yeah. front door. So there we go. Well, I let's talk after I'll get you set up there. <laughs> but really, if we have a repeat customer, it's seven to 10 years later when they've moved again. So totally. our, yeah, yeah. Our you know lifetime customer value is not something we focus on. What's more important is the average order value. Uh, and so over the last really years, I focused a lot on the average order value. One of the ways I've done that is to incentivize increasing your cart. So if you add you know versus you know I'll say for five hundred dollars you'll get this free gift, right? And so they'll add the extra thing just because it's a free gift. So the the thread wallets that um, we just barely did, um, we're located in, in Springville, Utah. And there's where the, the owners live and where we're located is at the bottom of, of what's called Hobble Creek Canyon. So the the thread wallet that we did is a, is a 
topo map of Pablo Creek Canyon with our, our cool. branding on it. So it's just super like authentic to our brand. And with those, we, we only had ordered 200 and they were gone within like a couple of days. So I've now ordered 500 more uh, with that, but any company can, can customize these wallets through thread. They have a, a pretty sweet program for that. So. Uh, that's great. I, I know Mackenzie. She's been on the podcast and uh, absolutely love those guys over at Threadwallet. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, I actually, I love that strategy so much of not like, what's the point of you guys going out and doing product development to create some, a wallet, <laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen. Why, why would yeah. you waste your time doing that when you can hop on board of these that that's been a huge strategy for me in a couple of our acquisitions is mm-hmm. literally I've, I'm actually in talks with uh, with threads about potentially doing this because I mm-hmm. absolutely love the idea of leveraging somebody else's wonderful product mm-hmm. that they have and doing that. So yeah, I love this. Tanner, great stuff, man. So let's let's talk digital. Uh, we haven't talked digital for at least a couple of my my interviews. I'd love to know what's working for you guys right now. Like 90% of my marketing budget goes towards um, Google and Facebook and Instagram. What works really, really well for us is Facebook, especially we converted about 5% uh, on Facebook ads. Uh, our product wow. is so visual that that's where it does well. Now, our highest traffic volume comes from from Google ads and, and that's been a staple. That's really how the company has been able to grow over time is, is Google AdWords has been, or Google ads, whatever they're calling it this week. They, uh, it, the company's been involved in that for a really long time and, and has really what's interesting with Ruska is they, they created this artistic barn door space. There weren't really any artistic options before. Uh, and on top of that, doors weren't created for this. Uh, essentially. So they engineered doors so that they work for, for barn doors and barn door hardware. So they've gone from no competitors online to now the really main competitors we're facing is, is Amazon, Wayfair, Lowe's, Home Depot, all the, the big box stores. That's really who we're up against on, on everything. And we've still been able to carve out our own success through ads. And, you know, we've really seen the biggest growth is on the social side using um, collaborators or influencers. Yeah. Uh, and that's been really, really successful. And we've expanded our reach quite a bit um, by really investing in that in the last year. I'm interested to know what your cold traffic strategy looks like on Facebook, because people aren't who's in the market right now, like uh, in a Facebook interest group or a lookalike audience to mm-hmm. buy a barn door or buy like a door like what you guys sell. That to me is super interesting. How yeah. do you run that? Yes. I mean, our audiences are broken down in some unique ways. So, you know, there's people that are like looking to sell their house or are showing interest in in DIY and home renovations and, and these sorts of things. So we do a lot of lookalike audiences and then we've created these affinity audiences or with just those people that are like looking to sell a home or have interest in, in those DIY areas because our we don't install any of these products. You either install it yourself or you hire a contractor. We just ship it to your house. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of people do it themselves. That's why they they like to do it. It's, it's not that hard to hang one of these doors. And, and it's one of the things I think people like our brand is you get this really high quality door, but you get to be participate in the the process of it uh, from start to finish. You design the door, we build it for you and then you install it. So yeah, it's, you know, a lot of time on audiences. When, when I came here two years ago, digital was actually really, really not going great uh, yeah. essentially. So we've spent a lot of time like to the point where literally slashed everything that they were doing before and started brand new and have built it up to what it is now. And so we've cultivated these audiences uh, over time. And, and like I said, we converted about 5% through Facebook and Instagram ads. That's because incredible. Our is so visual. Yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome. Okay. I got another question for you with, with that. Cause I'm, I'm, I don't know if you can tell, I'm genuinely interested in this selling products. We actually, we have a client at, at mindful marketing who sells in that sort of two to $3,000 range and we kill it 
on Facebook. And I still am like, I, I, I get the concept. I just still, I've never bought something that expensive from Facebook ads. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, the, the question is, what does your frequency look like? Yeah, we change assets a lot because we're working with a lot of influencers. We are always putting in new assets and new okay. doors. So we are always creating new doors. So I like to change ads before, um, around 3.5 frequency. Uh, and we'll change ads, but there there are some ads that are just tried and true that we just keep you know updating the audiences and things like that. And so that frequency gets up to around a five, but we still I don't like to reach over uh, four on frequency. Uh, and because I, we're we're always oh go ahead. I am wondering campaign or like like account specific frequency because mm-hmm. I imagine somebody needs to see this ad thirty or forty times before they're going to convert. Am I right on that or? No, it's not that it's not that high, but it, it's what I see is that they find us on Facebook and then they start the research process through Google. And gotcha. Become, so that's yeah, the first so, touch point. Yeah. Yeah. So they see that they, yeah. So frequency isn't that high because the, this product, because it costs so much and because you can customize it yourself, they really start to, to investigate and research. And that's when they become a social follow. That's when they get on the site and it's not unusual for a customer to take over 45 days from start to finish to convert or even longer. Our product is bought by people who either have the money or people save up uh, to buy it because yeah. it's got, it's functional art. And so it's something that's not just a door that you go pick up down, you know, a plain white door. These are, it, you know, they, they tell a story. And so it's people are, are either they've got the money uh, or they save up to buy it. And so sometimes they're looking and they're adding things to their cart and that's where our email flows come into place and, and remarketing ads. And, and those all work really, really well for us. We pull a lot of email from, or a lot of revenue from email because they want to sign up for our newsletters uh, when they get to the site. But that first touch point is, is a Facebook ad uh, a lot of the times or a Google ad, and then they become a researcher. So only about 70% of our customers every single month are new customers, new purchases. So that top of funnel is really, really important uh, where we invest a lot to keep that full because our product does its its job and the flows and funnels and things we have in place, keep them interested and keep them coming. Uh, but that top of funnel is where we focus a lot of our attention because we have to keep that, that full. 45 days. That's a long product cycle for selling on Facebook ads. But I love it because you get them, I'm I'm thinking of the frequency idea, right? Because I really believe in high frequency, not in high frequency of the same ad, but just high frequency of different offers and all of that kind of stuff. I love that, that sort of stuff. What I like about this is that they're doing their own research afterwards. Do you guys, are you guys running ads based on like competitor sort of searches like Rustica versus, I don't know, one of your competitors. Are, Are you guys running pages like that against searches? So it's interesting because we've actually acquired two other companies in the space in the last two years that were competitors and then we've acquired them. And so now we use those to kind of control that corner of the space more. And so if, if they don't. That is brilliant, by the way. I love that strategy. Yeah, it's worked out pretty well. Um, And, and we've all, we've made Rustica seem the most appealing. Um, And I mean, it's a brand that's been around for a long time too. It's got a really strong brand story to it. So it, it, it converts better anyways, because of that, but yeah, it's worked really well for us to control, especially when you look at ads, because we're we've got three URLs there that we're using to keep our competitors out when we are competing. The only ones that are outbidding us are the Amazons, the Walmarts, yeah. Home Depot, those big ones, which yeah. I mean they could crush it in a second if they really wanted to. But where we're seeing a lot of those gains come is on the SEO side where we're starting to pass Home Depot on a number of these keywords because our content is so relevant and we've put a lot of effort in there. Our site converts really, really well. Uh, we get a lot of traffic just to look at our blogs on 
information about doors and things. So we've been seeing a lot of increases on the, the organic side. Uh, so that combined with the digital, so they'll see an ad and then they'll search barn door hardware and we're showing up number one or number two above Home Depot now. And so it's, we've seen our organic traffic shoot up uh, and it's been like, is that, that research process? It's just really starting to work all together now. Love it. I love it. Uh, super interesting stuff. Uh, I got to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on this podcast, what is your secret to scaling? Yeah, it's, it's been really difficult here uh, because we make the products ourselves, right? So wow. if we, we sell a lot of a front door, our lead times are, are eight to 10 weeks. Um, yeah. But if we oversell a product, then we're looking at like 14 to 18 week lead times wow. and things. So we have to coordinate. I've had to learn how to work with operations uh, a lot where this is something I never thought I'd have to deal with in marketing because it's not like we have a warehouse full of doors. We're building these to order and it takes you know three to six weeks to build a barn door and then up to 12 weeks for a front door. So the trick has been getting pricing right. Um, that's been a big focus is, is the, the pricing strategy. So we used to price things way too low. We've actually raised prices about four times uh, since I got here and our product, we found out has a really large price elasticity. So raising prices actually increased sales twice by raising really? prices. And then we've reached the point now where we've been able to stabilize and what they've done on the production side is super impressive. They've worked really hard on changing their operations to match the demand that we've created on the marketing side. But that's been our secret is working. I work closely with the owner of the company and we work with the COO that's overall of operations production to make sure that things are in place and Right now they've got capacity on hardware, so we're going to push hardware. Right now they've got capacity on metal doors, so we're going to promote metal doors uh, and not promote this product. So it's been pulling and pushing and stopping levers to match what we can keep up with. And all the improvements that production side has made is is now we're able to really push almost every product because they've got caught up and they've changed their processes, hired people to get that more efficient. But here at this company, that's been the secret is getting that foundation set up to where we know what we're going to do every month as far as sales goes, if we just don't change anything. And then we can promote and do do sales or promote products and do different things to push certain products. And that's where we've been able to see our growth come from year over year. Over the last two years, it's been uh, in those areas. Awesome. I love that. Uh, pricing. Did you guys run like a pricing study or, or how, did, how did you do that? There's not... One thing with this company, I, it's it's good or bad. They pivot and change a lot. So where I want to go slow and do do tests and studies, there's a lot of let's just put it in place and then we'll go back if it doesn't work. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, but looking at, we did research on what competitors are, are charging for an inferior product uh, and realized that we are priced under uh, on some of those areas. And, and our product, it really is the highest quality you could get. People aren't buying a door again because it doesn't ever break. It's They're buying it for a lifetime. And if it does, we have a warranty. So we we realize like our product, it's worth that extra dollar amount and people are willing to pay for that because they get to choose exactly what they want. They're not buying something that's just, you know, out of the, the box that you pick up at the department store. So we raise prices incrementally. So we, yeah. you know, did a 20%, then a 20%, then a 20% increase each time. And so it wasn't, you know, a huge change, but we've done it incrementally over uh, about a year. We raised prices four times and got to this point now where we started reaching that top uh, and we're really comfortable with where we're at. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Uh, Hey, we're going to move on to our lightning round here. Got just a couple more questions for you. What is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? It's got to be Slack. I've been using it a ton lately, more than I ever have before. I've been pulled into some cool marketing Slack groups and it's been I've learned a lot from people. I'm able to ask a lot of questions and, and things. And it's, it's really helped me in a lot of ways just in the last six months. I like use Slack within my team, but now I'm in these, these cool groups on Slack. It's been a lot of fun. 
Cool. That's great. One of the things I've been loving, especially running multiple businesses, is having these shared channels between businesses. It's just so efficient um, with other agencies that we work with. We just always, it's like, hey, if we're going to work with you, we need a shared Slack channel. That's the only way we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Favorite podcast and or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Yeah. Right now I'm listening to, I'm not a big fantasy fan, but I've been listening to a lot of, uh, Brandon Sanderson is like the only fantasy author that I've really been able to get into. And, and I've recently done the Mistborn series for the second time. Uh, and then now I'm listening to a book called Elantris. And, and again, most of my books are like, I, I mostly listen to biographies and, and historical uh, type yeah. books. But lately I've been really into, into Brandon, San, Brandon Sanderson's works, but more recently, yeah, it's, um, I really like uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Like I've read like four or five biographies about him. And so that's, if I'm not listening to this, Brandon Sanderson, that's what I've been listening to is those uh, Theodore Roosevelt ones. So. That's great. Yeah. I think it's so good to have those different, <laughs> those different ideas in your head. Yeah. I think like, yeah, like, like reading, you know, nonfiction is, or sorry, fiction is wonderful. Like, I think it's, that it's just great for us. Also, Theodore Roosevelt, incredibly interesting person. Like yeah. <laughs> the things that he went through. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. Talk about an incredible human being. Yeah. Awesome. If you could sit down with anybody who's alive right now for an hour, uh, have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, who would it be? Yeah, it's super interesting. I would just love to sit down with the Liquid Death uh, marketing team. I don't know if you've seen all the stuff that they've been doing. It's a, a canned water product and they have just kind of, I've got a like major, major marketing crush on everything they're doing and they're just disrupting everything. Like the whole thing. You know, is somebody like just gave me that same answer. Yeah, somebody like two it. days ago just gave me it's that same insane. answer. And I'm like, who's Liquid Death? But now yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, I've connected with a couple of them on LinkedIn. I was like, I'm just to be honest, I've got a crush on your marketing. Like it's just their email strategy, their ads, their, all of their ads are based on like complaints on Facebook. So they post an ad uh, about somebody complaining about how evil looking their brand is and, and things. And it's, it's uh, a great product. I've ordered it before and uh, it's, it's just water, right? Yeah. It's just water. Uh, it's not like anything. So they are just, it's all marketing and it's brilliant. And so I'm like, how are you disrupting the water industry? Uh, and I would just love to sit down and pick their brains. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it is just as a marketer, I'm just like, just fanboying over them right now. <laughs> That's great. That sounds like, like the beginning of that was probably them getting high and being like, <laughs> okay, what can we sell? What can we disrupt guys? Yeah. I mean, literally they just raised like 30 point something million dollars in investing for water. Like I was like, and it's all because of their brandy, like a hundred percent. So. Wow. That is incredible. This is so nice to have you on Tanner. I really appreciate your time. Uh, Where can people connect with you? Yeah. I'm, I've become really active on LinkedIn. Uh, Just Tanner Charlesworth uh, on LinkedIn. I'm um, very active there. And then I'm on Instagram as well. Just at Tworth33, always willing to, to chat marketing or anything. I'm really into fly fishing and things like that. So a lot of people uh, can connect with me there. But yeah, LinkedIn's probably the best place. Beauty. Uh, Tanner, thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing. 
and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.